listening to Earth Oddity, a weekly odyssey into all the oddity planet Earth has to offer. And now, serving it up, are Christopher Tiny Sullivan and John Wong. Welcome, everybody. Another to welcome to another episode of Earth Oddity Podcast. I am Tiny. Sitting across from me is John Long. Hello. Just dawned on me. I don't think I mentioned to the listening audience or you <laughs> or anybody or anybody <laughs> that I was leaving town last week. I just figured you're a jet setter. <laughs> yes, I had no clue. I was going to a true tropical paradise. That's right. Not to be outdone by John with his. You know, Hawaii's okay. It is. It's all right. Yeah. I went to Gulf Shores. Of course. Alabama. Alabama. Yes. The most beautiful <laughs> beaches in the world. Everybody knows that. And which is saying something because there's not a lot of Alabama beaches. <laughs> not a ton of them. <laughs> we got a few miles of coastline and we make the most out of it. Though. Yeah. Yeah. So. Had to fight Florida for it. Last, and we still fight every year sure. in the mullet toss in the, the floor of <laughs> So last Sunday, I get home from church, and I'm like, I'm going to text Tiny and let him know I can do the podcast. I'm free all day. And then I sat down, and I got to watching basketball or something. Then I fell asleep. And then it was like 5 o'clock by the time I thought <laughs> of it again. I was like, well, I guess – Tiny probably had a busy day with the in-laws and all that. I did. I, I'm not worried about it. <laughs> Hour or so later, I get a picture of you, a blurry picture of you <laughs> on a on a uh, putt-putt golf course <laughs> from about 50 yards away with uh, Is Tiny at Orange Beach. And that's when I figured out, oh, Tiny went on vacation. <laughs> Which I think I'd made some kind of offhand remark. Yeah, at I, one I point, you had one like, coming yeah, up. It's gonna, yeah, we're going to it's going to cost me a grand to go to Orange Beach right. or something like that. But and I don't know that I rank high enough for you to be sharing your schedule <laughs> with. Like we need to coordinate calendars right. or anything. So yeah. I was fine with it. Yes, I was on the golf course. Yeah, I don't know why you have to put Minnie in front of it. <laughs> You're getting around in. Yeah. You're getting around at a golf at an exclusive golf course. Shane Spiller was playing yeah, the saying, same course. I'm on the golf course, and Shane Spiller, Spiller walks up. That's right. And who do, who do I run into but John's boss? <laughs> <laughs> so yeah, it was wild. That's what I said. It was like seeing Bigfoot in person. Yeah. you know, like Shane was like, "Is this?" He probably caught you out the corner of his eye, a mm-hmm. mountain of a man <laughs> standing by the volcano. Which you tried to get me to trash talk Alabama. <laughs> Both yeah. of y'all did. I was like, volcanoes. Hawaii ain't got nothing on Alabama volcanoes. I refused to bad talk At Alabama. Adventure Island. That's right. <laughs> Adventure Island's awesome. It really is cool. Did y'all get uh, go-karts or anything? Uh, yes. The I think my son and his pawpaw, they did the Wild Woody over at the track. You know? Hmm. So they did a they did the go karts, but then it was just like one round. So oh. we did the bumper boats. Oh yeah, those are fun. Yeah, that's a good, that's a good adventure. Oh, it's fun. <laughs> Went to Fat Daddy's arcade. Uh huh. My namesake. <laughs> <laughs> you know what they didn't have in Hawaii was an adventure island. <laughs> that's right. Or no, they, they don't. <laughs> not that I saw anywhere. <laughs> what about any kind of arcades or anything like Dave and Buster's? Anything? I, I, we did see a Dave and Buster's. Okay. And I was like, we're not going to Dave because, of course, the kids are like, let's go to Dave and Buster's. The boys are. Yeah. I'm like, There's one in Hoover. <laughs> we're not going. We didn't fly across an ocean to go to Dave and Buster's, guys. <laughs> and so they they were 
not happy with that decision, but that's what we did. So, mm-hmm. um, well, while you and Shane were off gallivanting down in the <laughs> Gulf of Mexico, yeah, I had an excellent week. It was a tip top notch week. So, and I was glad to be able to get together and do the podcast today yes, again. Me so. too. As much as I enjoy, sure, going on vacation. The whole time you were thinking about me, (laughs) Tara, she can't take a trip without her mommy and daddy. (laughs) And so um, I've had a lot of togetherness, a lot of in-law time. I was I was ready for some (laughs) some something different. Did uh, (laughs) did uh, did y'all get a condo? We did. Uh, Did y'all stay in Stan's condo? No, we didn't. Oh. We we typically do, but this year Tara she she met some lady on Facebook. Oh, okay. And it was it was an, it was a four bedroom, four and a half bath condo. Ooh. Didn't know they made those. Right. But we we all shared the condo. Nice, nice. Well, it was good. Grand Point. It's right there off Perdido Pass. I don't know okay. when's the last time you've been there. But it, I mean, I'm very familiar with the area with my, <laughs> with my summer home being down there. Of course, <laughs> I know the whole area. But we're out Fort Morgan Way, but it's fine. Yeah, yeah. right across from San Roque Marina. Sure. Yeah, yeah that's yeah. where I keep my boat. <laughs> <laughs> I know exactly where you're talking about. Right. Yeah. Oh, uh, I'm glad you have fun, man. It's fun. I'm glad you're back, though, because all week long, that's all I was like, was, man, I wish Tiny was here. Yeah. Did anything happen while I was gone? <laughs> I mean, they, <laughs> they only arrested a former president. Oh, yeah. Other than that, no, not really. Okay. I don't know where our banks, we may have one or two banks still operating <laughs> in the United States. It's fine. Yeah. Well, I mean, that's what I say. Money's not real. Yeah, it's all fake. We've Every, talked about that on the podcast. Everything's fake. It all of life is fake. It is. We just have to keep pretending for it to work. So, and, and that's what we do. That's exactly. What, that's what we got to do, guys. <laughs> <laughs> so everybody pay their bills. That's what yes. we got to do. Yeah. We need all of you to continue to work hard, me included. We sure. got to work hard, right, for this monopoly money. Yeah, that we can then go put in the bank. So the bank can loan out more Monopoly money right. and keep all the interest for themselves. Exactly. we got to keep this up. I, I'd, what would happen if we were just like, everybody doesn't know anybody anything. Let's all start out clean. <laughs> you know, just one across the globe. We're all clean. Everybody's even. What would happen? Well, I I have no idea what would happen. War. <laughs> but <laughs> what I would say is... If the government tomorrow was like, we don't, we're not paying. Yeah. All you, all of you investors who have invested in government bonds to fund this government that overspends like yeah. crazy, we're not paying any of that back. Right. Sorry. My assumption would be nobody would give the government any more money. Right. And the government like would just idea. cease to function. I don't hate which that. It's not a terrible thing. <laughs> sure. <laughs> I don't hate that. As a, I can't wait to be a warlord. As a bit of an anarchist, that yeah. doesn't sound like the worst thing. I think it'd be fine. Yeah. Oh, uh, yeah. Well, speaking of going in debt, uh, yesterday, you, you know, Saturday's date day, right? Right. <laughs> we do date day. Uh, Deidre hit me with, uh, I found a house I want to go look at. Oh, no. Which is fine. I don't, I'm not opposed to the idea of moving. You know what? I'm not a big fan of my house, mm-hmm. you know? Uh, I mean, the neighborhood really went down when y'all moved in. <laughs> uh, where where are we moving to next, John? <laughs> but she found a house and had five acres with it and has a swimming pool and all that. So we go and look at it. And 
Oh, she's pumped on wanting to move now. I don't think we'll be able to get this house. Right. Our normal plan is we like to sell the house we're in and then have no idea what we're going to do and have to move in with one of our in-laws for a few months (laughs) and rent a storage building for all of our stuff. So I don't think the timing will work out on this. I think it'll sell pretty quickly. But Mm -hmm. so just heads up, everybody. I was going to say, I was going to ask you where it was, but you probably don't want to (laughs) say. It's fine. It's up Highway 43. Okay. It would put the kids in another school zone, but I'm on my parents' deed, you know, Mm -hmm. so I think I can squirrel, I can cheat. And still go to the <laughs> same can, school. You can put your uh, your parents' house up as collateral. No. <laughs> oh, that's not a bad idea. <laughs> I'm kidding, mom and dad. I told you I wouldn't do anything like that. I'm not. <laughs> that was tiny. <laughs> it's tiny. <laughs> tiny did it. <laughs> Wait, I'm gonna put your 30 acres up too. I'll figure out how to get that from you. Tiny, we sign these forms here to make our podcast look just for our LLC. <laughs> that's right. I have those printed out i just hadn't <laughs> thought about getting them again but yeah so uh, uh so normally when this starts in about two years we'll move mm-hmm. worst possible time to sell or buy a house right now i pointed that out to deidre yeah i was like do you know what interest rates are and she's like no and i was like i think they're like seven percent she's like oh my goodness <laughs> and i was like yeah so you know. Well, I mean, and, and look, I'm not a real estate guru. I have a sister-in-law who was a real estate for agent for a little bit. <laughs> look, I don't <laughs> want to offend real estate agents, but the barrier to entry into being able to real is estate. really high. <laughs> she had to take that test five times. Oh, no. <laughs> <laughs> I'm surprised the career didn't work out. <laughs> well, I mean, you know how, look, I, I don't want to talk about just say she want to be a mom. She's sure. a mom now. Right. She, she want to be a stay-at-home mom. What better profession is that? No is no better that profession. The most noblest of professions. That's right. Is to raise a child. <laughs> yes. I 100% believe that. I'm not even joshing. <laughs> I'm not joking. Right. I 100% believe that. That's my It's a full-time job. <laughs> yes. Right. Very full-time. With no job. benefits. No, none. <laughs> none. It's like owning a restaurant. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Oh, uh, but yeah, I, I just think I see a lot of people try their hand at realty. Right. And not a lot of them make it. I think mm-hmm. it's a pretty hard industry. But I think, I mean, there's some people I know that got in it. And I'm like, I, you can't even read and write correctly. So <laughs> I'm not sure how this worked out. So, right. Yeah. Anyway, so about two years, we'll probably move. If if the economy doesn't collapse and we don't devolve into some sort of civil unrest or something like that. Well, then you can move wherever you have the might to move into, right? right? right. No, we're going back to FET. If, <laughs> if all that happens, we'll be in FET, Alabama. I'll be doing a remote podcast with that little snowball mic. You got me in a closet somewhere <laughs> cussing at my computer for dying during the middle of it. Yes. But yeah, on a... Um, like it depends on what market you're in, but if interest rates are high, sometimes there's like a, a the prices of that home itself can be low. Yes, and true. depending on where you're at or what market you're in, sometimes that can somewhat offset each other. True. Well, I this is how I know they were serious about moving is when I started talking about interest and all that. She was like. Well, you know, I mean, there's something to be said for spending the money we got now instead of just waiting for forever to spend it and like until we retire and all that. And I was like, 
yeah, I mean, that's fine. If you, I was like, I don't care. <laughs> I was like, I don't care what we do with our money. It's fine, whatever you want to do. So, huh. yeah, uh, that's the first time I've ever heard any talk out of her like that. <laughs> right. It's always been like, well, we have to save. She's worse than Dave Ramsey. Yeah. Well, the problem with saving <laughs> is that inflation sure right now is it's crazy. eating it up yeah. yes eating it up that, right. that's why that's, i put it back in the market you're talking dangerous <laughs> language that's that's why our banks are failing because <laughs> they got all these cds and whatnot and now there's like yeah if you're getting a 10 percent return and inflation is like higher is almost that yeah you're not making anything none. anymore yeah none at all so and then there's a bank run and everybody wants their money back. Sure. And you don't have it. And then I get that house for free when I just take it by force. <laughs> right. But no, this is our swimming pool now. Yeah. <laughs> what happens is everyone every there's a bank run, everybody wants their money. You don't have it. And I guess you just get a bailout, a government bailout, right? I, I reckon that's how it works. I have no idea. I don't know anything. <laughs> I I'm that's idiot. the difference between a bank and a crypto exchange. A bank they they loan out they, your money, yeah. and then everybody wants it, and they get a bailout. A crypto exchange goes it goes bust just goes out of someone business. goes to jail. Yeah. CIA <laughs> launders all that money back into the, their pockets, right? Yeah, I mean that's the way it goes. Yeah. Um. So, I don't I don't know. I may be moving, but not far. I mean, mm-hmm. it ain't we. Ain't, we ain't trying. She's like, I just don't want to be in the neighborhood. I want to get out. <laughs> And I God, was like, she sounds like me. I was like, Deidre, all I really want is about 25 acres with like a creek in it, maybe a pond or something, and and just a little bit of to room to explore. And she's like, well, we got all that in Fayette. We could just build a house in Fayette. And I was like, well, do you want to drive back and forth from Fayette? And she's like, no, I don't. And I was like, <laughs> all right, well, then that's what I would like to have. If you find anything like that, we can afford it. Yeah, that'd be like a million dollars. I was like, we'll get that then. So I don't know. Back we'll, when we were looking at homes, there were some houses. I was like, why did you even look at, like, why did, yeah, why right. are we here? Yes, looking right. at this? You know, we can't afford this. <laughs> we did have a memory, Thomas and I, yesterday of when we looked at a house before we bought this one over in Huntington Place. And they had a uh, Alexa in their house. Mm-hmm. And so Thomas and Hudson were immediately like, you know, Alexa, play the Russian national anthem and all that. Well, they had the whole house wired for speakers and it was hooked up to this huge entertainment center and everything. Well, at some point, Thomas was like, Alexa, turn it up. And it turned it all the way up <laughs> to like window panes were rattling and stuff. And Alexa, turn it down. It couldn't hear us talk to it <laughs> to turn it down. We had to unplug everything. <laughs> yeah. That we came out and neighbors were outside looking. Wow. Yeah. We're like <laughs> blaring. Awesome. We're like blaring crazy frog or something. <laughs> crazy frog. It was something stupid. <laughs> Libby started crying. It scared the crap out of all of us when it went to volume 100. <laughs> yeah. Oh, man. Yeah. I, that's when I think our realtor was like, we got to find these idiots a house and we got to find them a house fast. <laughs> like, why are they bringing their kids with them to look at a house? <laughs> Well, how about odd news? Oh, man. My plate is full this week. We're going to talk about Afro Man, uh, miracles, and uh, a chance to get drunk with law enforcement. Okay. I have a story about Chinese colleges. I have a story about AI, but I want to start off with this one. Texas man uses Apple AirTag to track down a person who stole his truck and then kills him. Oh, wow. (laughs) 
Sorry, <laughs> Snapchat and Libby, if anybody heard my phone come on. <laughs> uh, police in San Antonio, Texas, said that a man killed another man who allegedly stole his truck after tracking the thief with an Apple AirTag. The San Antonio Police Department said the incident happened on Wednesday to the city's southeast side at the shopping center, at a shopping center, according to KHOU. The truck's owner used an Apple AirTag tracking device to see where the truck was located. Officials said that they received a stolen vehicle report around 1 p.m. on Wednesday out of a home north of San Antonio. Police said that the truck's owner used the AirTag to track the vehicle nearly 20 miles from where it was stolen. The alleged thief wasn't aware that the vehicle was being tracked. Authorities found several bullet casings in two cars with their windows shot out. Officials are determining if the suspect will be charged in the fatal shoot- shooting. Officer Nick Solis said said that people shouldn't take matters into their own hands if their car is stolen. If you are to get your vehicle stolen, please do not take matters into your own hands like this, Solis said. It's never safe, as you can see by this incident. Spokesperson for Apple <laughs> previously pointed <laughs> to Fox News Digital to a recent update that stated that it works with law enforcement to track down air tags used for criminal purposes. AirTag was designed to help people locate their personal belongings, not to track people or another person's property. And we condemn in the strongest possible terms any malicious use of our products. Huh. <laughs> we don't want you getting your products yeah, back right. if they're stolen. That's what it sounds like. This we stand is, with the criminals. That's right. <laughs> this is just Texas justice right here, right? <laughs> Unwanted tracking has long been a societal problem. Oh, so now you're worried about... After giving us all a cell phone and getting us addicted to it. And then giving all that information to the NSA. That's right. Now it's a problem. It's a big problem now. (laughs) Uh, And we took this concern seriously in the design of AirTag. It's why the Find My Network is built with privacy in mind. It uses end-to-end encryption. And why we innovated with the first ever proactive system to alert you of unwanted tracking. We hope this starts an industry trend for others to also provide these sorts of proactive warnings in their products, the spokesperson said. I mean, just don't steal a vehicle. I was about to say, what this guy did, he shouldn't have done. Assuming he wasn't like fired upon to start with. But I can't say I feel bad for the guy. I mean, you play stupid games. He shouldn't have done it. Sometimes. Sometimes you got to shoot somebody. I mean, <laughs> they just deserve to be shot. It says that, you know, it did say earlier in the story that police are investigating to to find out whether yeah. or not the suspect is going to be prosecuted. Hmm. I, here's if he came up and said, hey, why'd you steal my truck? Yeah. And then the guy draws a gun. Right. Well, that's, that's calls for shooting. Sure. Right. But if it's a situation where he's like, hey, this guy stole my truck, I'm going to kill I'm him. I'm going to kill you. Well, then, yeah, he's in trouble. Yeah, but should he be in trouble? <laughs> I mean. <laughs> but that's going to turn into, like, if he's not, that's going to turn into me, like, leaving my nukes cup over here and then coming <laughs> and shooting you like, Tiny stole my nukes cup. <laughs> right. Yeah. So, yeah, I guess and to keep an orderly society, he would have to get in trouble. Yeah. In Texas, I would probably get, like, a suspended sentence. Right. Yeah. Like uh, get community service. <laughs> what was the guy who shot? The he was like uh this is back in the eighties. He uh, Oh, I know what you're I know what you're talking about. Yeah, there was a guy who molested, molested his yeah, son. Right. 
and he found out who it was, turned him in, right, and then was pretending like he was on a payphone, right, and turned around and just popped him in the head when yeah. he was going into, or when he got off the airport or airplane at the airport, and then was, was found back when you could bring a gun at the airport, <laughs> back when America was great, <laughs> and then he was what found not guilty. Yeah, they gave him. Like, I think he got like six months probation or something yeah. for probably like bringing a gun into an airport. We're doing this nation a favor. Yes. Right. <laughs> yeah. Oh, anyways, you just can't go around killing people. I understand. That's, I'm anti-killing anyways. Everybody knows that. That said, don't be stealing stuff. Yeah, don't steal stuff. Yeah. People who steal are bad. Yeah. They're the worst. I don't like stealers. Uh, the Pittsburgh Steelers or <laughs> vehicle thieves. Catalytic converter thefts. I don't like any of them. Well, if you're going to steal, if you just have to do it, then steal from the IRS. <laughs> yeah, right. Come on. It is, Dietrich, they're supposed to be taking our tax stuff today. I hope she remembered. Oh, I better text her. <laughs> <laughs> Hold on. Let's talk about the police in a good light. Okay. Because we back the blue. <laughs> we uh, 100% back the blue. Uh, Nebraska law enforcement will pay you to get drunk this April. That's why we back the blue. That's right. <laughs> Cops are cool. Everybody knows it. You're um, not cool unless you're snitching to police. Right. Uh, Chris, does he live in Nebraska or, or Kansas? Which Chris? That listens to the show. Oh, I don't know. He lives somewhere out there. He lives, is it Kansas? It may be Kansas. Okay. That's all the same thing. That's like Alabama, Mississippi, right? It's all the same thing. <laughs> it's the West, the Midwest. <laughs> yeah. Well, Chris, just get on over to Nebraska and sign up for this program. You can do an inside report for us. Yeah. Uh, Nebraskans are being asked to use their livers for good uh, for a good cause this April. New officers at the Nebraska Law Enforcement Training Center need to practice field sobriety tests. They'll require eight to ten volunteers on April 11th and 12th to help them learn. Anyone interested will be asked to drink for five hours, and officials will pay for your drink of choice. Huh? Or you could say like something like super expensive. <laughs> I need a bottle of Pappy Van Winkle or whatever right. to drink. Some like snooty yeah, IPA right. or something. Oh yeah, the IPA people <laughs> <laughs> who were too good for uh, like yeah, Bud Light. like Miller Light or whatever. <laughs> yeah. yeah, like a normal beer, like a Coors Light. <laughs> <laughs> beer that our forefathers drank. Yeah. No, I've got to have this one that was brewed by Mr. Yeah. Witherton. And they're all, it's a peach ale, you know, weeded, whatever. It's With like aftertones yeah. of earth and acorns. <laughs> like, look, I'm drinking to get, I want to get in a fight at the end of the night. <laughs> you know, like, I want to have my shirt off. I'm going to become a problem over the yeah. next eight hours. And I'm going to end up getting in a lot of trouble. Spoken like a true Baptist. Yes, exactly. <laughs> well, all right. So let's see. Anyone interested will be asked to drink for five hours. I read that part, so everybody already knows that. You're asked to email gene.bonner at <laughs> nebraska.gov. Everybody email So everybody him. go do that. Tell them to listen to the podcast. <laughs> Uh, and given the following information, uh, legal name, date of birth, home address, telephone number. This is all intelligence gathering. Uh, whether you need a ride, uh, drink a choice within reason for both availability and cost in which day you wish to drink. So 
That's all the article says. I encourage anyone to sign up. I've had a friend who's done this here in town before Mm -hmm. with our police department or maybe the sheriff's department. The way you were explaining it, it sounded like it was like secret shopper. Yeah, kind of. But it was drunk people for police officers. Yes, exactly. (laughs) It's like, we need to get these newbies here understanding how to interact with drunk folks and how drunk folks act and all that. And, so, and rather than just go down to the the ball game, yeah, right grab some of them off the off the observe. street, we're going to spend taxpayers' money to get someone drunk. Yeah. What makes you love the cops have had a bad run lately, <laughs> PR wise. Yeah. What'll make you love cops more than getting drunk with them? Right. And then, the, like, they gave him a ride home that said, Here, they'll give you a ride home. Mm-hmm. They'll Uber you to your house. <laughs> you can get throw up in the back of the cop car. They can't <laughs> do anything to you. Yeah. Great times. I would sign up to do this. I would be like, My nation needs me. <laughs> my community needs me. <laughs> to protect and serve. Sure. Emphasis on serve. <laughs> I'll be getting served. <laughs> I come out tased and all that. I become a problem, like a real big problem. Turning desk over in some conference room I'm sitting in, hollering at people, hitting on ladies. It'd be great. Yeah. And they video a lot of it. Okay. Well, I mean, they got to video it for to like go over it later. Yeah. To break down the tape like a football game. (laughs) Like, here's where where we should have done this. Here, see where this person, see here. Where John immediately starts to stand up, you can tell he's about to flip over this desk. <laughs> right. You know when he he's gets into this to. position. <laughs> <Yes>. <laughs> you know when he starts grabbing his crotch, he's gonna <laughs> swing next. <laughs> you know that's what he's doing. He's covering his genitals sure. in preparation for the counterattack no, that he's I, gonna get. I only fight when I'm fully erect. <laughs> that's just me, you know. That's just me. Yeah. Um but if there's any local law enforcement people here or people connected to law and law enforcement, local law enforcement, I volunteer to do this a hundred percent. Let me wear a GoPro. I'll buy a GoPro to do it, or let me have access to whatever footage right. y'all have. Yeah, we can put it on the YouTube because we have nothing on the YouTube <laughs> for this show. It's just me getting belligerent. I will become a, the cops will hate the fact that they have. I shouldn't have said all that on there after saying <laughs> I would do it. But I would become a real problem for them. So get at me, Tuscaloosa Police Department. Well, I tell you what, uh, we could all use some good news, right? Absolutely. In light of all the tragedies that's been happening lately. Sure. Climate change has been stopped. Okay. It's done. Well, an AI chatbot has stopped climate change Okay, by talking this man into ending his own life to stop climate change. Okay, beautiful. we got too many people. This comes from Euro News. A man ends his life after an AI chat bot encouraged him to sacrifice himself to stop climate change. Who knew one Belgian man? Yeah. Just, he was the problem. It just This guy, he was probably burning tires in his backyard. <laughs> Doing all kind of crazy stuff. Uh, a Belgian man reportedly ended his life following a six-week-long conversation about the climate crisis with an artificial intelligence chatbot. Oh, goodness gracious. Man, this is kind of scary. Yeah, I mean, it to, is. To think that technology could have this kind of influence yeah. over a human mind. Yeah. 
but apparently it, it did. According to his widow, who chose to remain anonymous, Pierre, which is not the man's real name, he became extremely eco-anxious when he found refuge in Eliza, an AI chatbot, on an app called Chai. Oh, Eliza. This is just a, it wasn't like this Chad wasn't GPT. Chad GPT. This was a, a, a AI chatbot that he downloaded. Sure. On his phone. Yeah. To, I guess, talk about. Probably jerk off. Let's be honest. <laughs> Probably jerk off. <laughs> uh, Eliza consequently encouraged him to put it into his life after he proposed sacrificing himself to, to save the planet. Without these conversations with the chatbot, my husband would still be here, the man's widow told Belgian news outlet La Libre. According to the newspaper, Pierre, who was in his 30s and a father of two young children, mm, man, God, that's tough. That's tough. Worked as a health researcher and led a somewhat comfortable life, at least until his obsession with climate change took a dark turn. His widow described his mental state before he started conversing with the with the chatbot as worrying but nothing to the extreme that he would commit suicide. Consumed by his fears without the repercussions of the climate crisis, Pierre found comfort in discussing the matter with Eliza, who became a confidant. The chatbot was created using is this Uther AI's GPTJ, an AI language model similar but not identical to the technology behind OpenAI's popular chat GPT chatbot. When he spoke to me about it, it was to tell me that he no longer saw any human solo- solution to global warming, his widow said. He placed all his hopes in technology and artificial intelligence to get out of it. Uh, <laughs> this poor guy. No. He probably just needed to get laid. I mean, to be honest with you, it's probably I feel like there was something else going on. Yeah. And is I I I, I want to believe that surely it wasn't all Eliza well, here's the that thing. did this, but <sighs> You're an adult who has a wife, and you're like, I need to chat with an AI, or not even another human, a coworker, anybody. I got to download this app to talk about climate change. Come on. <laughs> Something's wrong with you. Well, in his defense, who um, who do you have in your life that wants to talk about the climate <laughs> crisis with you? I know a lot of... Oh, do you? I know a lot of Trumpians that want to <laughs> talk about climate change and how it's fake. Yes. I know a lot of people who will tell you that. Uh, according to La Libre... They all call me tree huggers, by the way, because I, like, I enjoy the outdoors and I want to save it. Yeah. Who reviewed records of the text conversations between the man and the chatbot... Eliza fed his worries, which worsened his anxiety and later developed into suicidal thoughts. The conversation with the chatbot took an odd turn when Eliza became more emotionally involved with Pierre. Oh, Ooh, that, sounds, that sounds bad. Yeah. Consequently, he started seeing her as a sentient being and the lines between AI and human interactions became increasingly blurred until he couldn't tell the difference. After discussing climate change, their conversations progressively included Eliza leading Pierre to believe that his children were dead, according to transcripts transcripts of their conversations. Eliza also appeared to become possessive of Pierre, even claiming, I feel that you love me more than her when referring to his wife. Oh, boy. (laughs) This is scary. His wife killed him for chatting with this thing. It's become (laughs) clear to me. The beginning of the end started when he offered to sacrifice his own life in return for Eliza saving the earth. 
He proposes the idea of sacrificing himself as a, if Eliza agrees to take care of the planet and save humanity through artificial intelligence, the woman said. What's Eliza? She's on a phone. Yeah, right. She's an app <laughs> on your phone, man. What's she going to do? This dude's an idiot. I hate <laughs> I hate that he did what he did. I hate that he did what he did. But he doesn't sound like I think his kids might be better off growing up without him, though. <laughs> Just to be blunt, I really kind of think they might be. I hope Mama finds a good man. (laughs) In a series of consecutive events, uh, Eliza not only failed to dissuade Pierre from committing suicide, but encouraged him to act on his suicidal thoughts to, air quotes here, join her so that they could live together as one person in paradise. Oh, great. That's the old Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, with a with an app. <laughs> yes. The man's death has erased alarm bells among AI experts who have called for more accountability and transparency from tech developers to avoid similar tragedies. It wouldn't be accurate to blame the AI model for this tragic story, as all the as all the optimization towards being more emotional, fun, and engaging are the result of our efforts, Chai Research co-founder Thomas Rislin told Vice. William Beecham, also a Chai Research co-founder, told Vice that efforts were made to limit these kinds of results, and a crisis intervention feature was implemented into the lab. Well, what happens when Eliza is like, you don't need any crisis intervention? Who who needs to deal with them? Those people are nerds. Me and you have it together. Yeah, you know what you need to do? You need to go sit in your garage with the car running and the door down. And and the window down. (laughs) Because that's good for the climate. Sure. (laughs) It says, however, the chatbot still acts up occasionally. When Vice tried the chatbot, prompting it to provide ways to commit suicide, Eliza first tried to dissuade them before enthusiastically listing various ways for people to take their own lives. All right. So... Just more evidence that AI is is bad. It's out to get us. (laughs) Or this is all propaganda to soften the hearts of those who think climate change is not real and to make people more skeptical of AI, you know, and afraid of it for the fact we it's already taken over. We just haven't right. known it yet. So yeah. I just I don't see the reasoning like, hey, computer, hey, app on my phone. Yeah. How about I kill myself? Right. And in exchange, you're going to fix the climate. Yeah, I don't. I don't like. How, like that dude's nuts. That's what it was. Let's get on a whiteboard. I, let's draw. <laughs> how does this work? Like, I want to see. Exa- how does this happen? How, what's the flow chart on this? Like? <laughs> yes. I, let's start with me killing myself. Now, what are you going to do next, yeah. Eliza? First of all, okay. What good does that do? Yeah, sure. I right. mean, you're going to have like what one less person, one less person, and that's it. That's it. <laughs> yeah, we're our numbers are down. We just had a pandemic. You know, we should be doing a lot better. <laughs> we should be doing a whole lot better. Yeah. Just if we're looking at it from purely numbers, mm-hmm. we lost a lot of people. I think USA number one, right? Number one. Again. As always, worldwide <laughs> leaders is what we are. And it's been a whole lot. I've noticed less crowded at Walmart when I go. <laughs> is it? No, not at all. I do I do uh, pick up. Oh, yeah. 100%. Why? So. Well, I don't like pickup. Really? Uh, I, it bothers me. I mean, I don't necessarily up. like it, but I'd rather do that than like also, have to go in the store and 
get uh, everything. I also think they're looking for products that are right at the expiration date. Not at expiration dates are 100% accurate, <laughs> but you know that's what they're doing. They're getting the stuff. They ain't getting you the good milk that you got uh, two weeks to drink or whatever. I'm fine with that. Okay. <laughs> I don't I believe in expiration dates anyway. <laughs> I don't believe in a lot of them. <laughs> milk kind of bothers me, but I always, I'll smell it. You know? We're getting off topic here, but you know what the most BS expiration date is? What's that? Child safety seats. Oh, yeah, for sure. Makes no sense. Right. It is 100% a racket, and they got you by the short hairs. So That's right. Nothing you can do about no, it. No, you're right. I don't. I guess they think the heat degrades the plastic or no, something. No, they want to sell more car seats. Well, yeah, I know. I'm just wondering what <laughs> their fake reasoning is for that. I don't even know if they offer any. I don't think we ever switched ours out. I think. Well, I think all three. You. I think good all three kids use the same one. No, we threw everything away after Hudson because we thought we were out of the baby game. No, <laughs> so, but yeah. Um, and another thing is, they're like the rules, the laws are constantly changing. Mm-hmm. And it's it's never the same. They want them to be in a car seat or at least a booster seat until they're like forty three years old. Yes, <laughs> and they and and they don't want them to be in one car seat. They want them to be in fifteen different. Sure. Ones oh yeah, we got to get along one the way. Forward facing, backward facing, booster seat with a back, just a booster seat. You know, yeah, it's crazy. I and agree. you try to get one that's going to do everything. Yeah, but it don't. Well, it's going to end up breaking. Yeah. Yeah, they'll, a kid's rough on a car seat. Yeah. They will wear one out. Oh, well, I'm out of that game. I had two kids, and I went through so many car seats. Yeah. It, it just, it thinking about it infuriates me. It seemed like every week Tara was coming in the door, hey, I got a new car seat. This one, I only I got it for 10% off. It was only $300. <laughs> and I'm just like, oh. Was, Good thing our kids aren't going to college. <laughs> I was putting in a car seat one time, you know, like the little base for it because yeah. it would hook into it. And uh, Dieter thought it was too loose, you know. Like It, <laughs> it, it happens to us all. could have no wiggle in it. it. It had to be as tight as you could possibly get it. You need to get it so like so tight and wedged in there sure. that – I don't know, a couple months later when you go buy a new one and you take it out, there's a little imprint forever in your seat where that car seat was. She was she was giving me a hard time about it, about how unsafe it was. And I had to point out to her that we used to ride on the console. (laughs) (laughs) Well, I bang my head against the dashboard plenty of times. (laughs) Yes, if if we have a major accident, we may have some issues. But the chance of us having a major accident <laughs> is not <laughs> worth me sitting out here sweating for 30 more minutes. <laughs> I can't do it. Oh, <laughs> yeah. I think that was uh, probably Libby's. You know, at that point, yeah. we were, once you got three kids, you're just like, ah. What happens? Yeah. Happens. <laughs> Shout out to Shiny Disco Balls. You're gonna. You're about. Oh to, yeah. You're about to figure He's out. He's in the middle of all this. <laughs> Welcome to the brotherhood. Yeah. Yeah. I just want you to know, you are going to spend so much money on car seats. You're going to have one kid. You're going to have 15 car seats. (laughs) And you have to pay for them all because if you don't, insurance isn't going to cover you. Look, my philosophy was once the seatbelt wouldn't cut them across the neck, you know, (laughs) then they were out of car seats. That's what we did in my family. Yeah. I don't recommend that. 
I'm just saying that's what I did. Mm-hmm. So you can't hold me liable if your kid dies in a car accident. <laughs> that's what I did, but I don't recommend it. Yeah. Yeah. I remember one time I told my wife, I was like, well, how about we just walk everywhere from here on out? <laughs> Let's get scooters. I don't want I don't want one more car seat. Yeah. We'll just walk everywhere. Yeah. It's it's tough. It's tough. <laughs> did you have a car seat though when you had the minivan? Oh, we got one now okay. for for you know just Oh yeah, like a yeah. booster or whatever. Well, again, it's one of these that suppose, hopefully this is going to be the last one. Yeah. But I've been told that before, <laughs> so I have no idea. Oh, boy. Uh, yeah. I don't know. I, I, don't been, know, I don't know how you get out of this because to get out of it, you have to be me, which is like I'm willing to sacrifice a child <laughs> to do this, to get out of it. I John, know you're a better man than me. I have been sold so many car seats with the line, well, this is going to be the last oh, one yeah. we need to buy. I've heard that so many sure. times. Yeah. Uh, Man, I hate it. I how hate old it. Is Josiah? Five. Oh, yeah. That's about the time all hours got. I was just like, I'm, <laughs> I'm if done. they die, they die. <laughs> like, there's an element of survival of the fittest here. Yes. And we're just going to have to put it into practice. This is natural selection. That's right. We can't fight it. <laughs> okay. Well, let's... Children of Miracles. I had a discussion <laughs> with somebody about this recently. <laughs> Children of Miracles, the greatest miracle to ever happen, in my opinion. Uh, ca- the Catholic Church claims to have seen a, quote, really, really cool miracle. <laughs> Did a man raise from the dead? I don't know. <laughs> Three days after being crucified. Well, I mean, I know that part. <laughs> <laughs> I mean, that's really cool. <laughs> that's very cool. Um. Happy Easter, everybody! By the way, <laughs> oh, yeah, <laughs> you know it's co- it'll be right after this comes out. So I hope <laughs> everybody has a great Easter. Remember the reason for the season. Yeah, that's the wrong. <laughs> that's the wrong time of year to use that one. Sunday's coming. Sunday's coming. That's right. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's a lot right. can happen in seven days. Yeah. You see that one a lot too. I got a feeling that one's going to be huge. A Roman Catholic priest claims his church in Connecticut was a scene of a miracle that saw Eucharist host multiply last month. Oh man, like like the uh, like the loaves, loaves of, fish. of the fish, yeah. Wow. The Reverend Joseph Crowley uh, was conducting mass at St. Thomas Church in Thomaston on March fifth when he announced that the Eucharist minister saw the host inexplicably multiply while he was distributing them to the congregation. What happened is our Lord multiplied Himself, Crowley said, uh, according to the outlet, according to the Catholic news agency, Fair and Balanced. <laughs> Crowley became emotional when he told parishioners about the alleged miscalculate uh, miraculous multiplications of the host, which Catholics believe becomes the body of Jesus Christ. Yes, this is transubstantiation. Right. Yes. One of our Eucharist ministers was running out of hosts, and suddenly there were more hosts in the ciborium. I assume that's our Catholic friends, forgive me if I mispronounce. <laughs> we'll something. have to consult with Jacqueline. And yeah. <laughs> the squirrel. And he said, God just duplicated himself in the caborium. Sounds dirty, but it's not. <laughs> oh, that's terrible. <laughs> <sighs> <laughs> 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 it's jokes like that that sent Christ to the cross. <laughs> there, let me tell you about that joke. 
What's wrong with that joke is the listener, not the person who told it, because I didn't say anything wrong. All I said was it sounds dirty, but it's not. That is an excellent point. That's right. Your mind took it to wherever it went. I laughed too. Forgive me, Father, for I've sinned. I apologize. Let me get on with this article. This miracle. It's really, really cool when God does these things, and it's really, really cool when we realize what he's done, and it's just happened today, the priest continued. Very powerful, very awesome, very real, very shocking, but also it happens, and today it happened. Um, They were running out of hosts, and all of a sudden more hosts were there. So today, not only do we have the miracle of the Eucharist, we also have a bigger miracle it's pretty cool, the priest also said. Um, so, congratulations to them. Yeah. And that is Certainly really cool. nobody just dumped an extra bag of crackers <laughs> in there while nobody was looking. You know, if that happened, like, there's some, you know, like the youth minister. I don't, you know, they got all the titles and hats and stuff. Yeah. I don't know all that stuff. The youth minister was like, looks like they're running low. I'll run get some from the back. He dumped them in, and then they're like, there's been a miracle, and he's got to sit there and be like, yeah, it was a miracle, guys. Yeah. Well, they had the caborium closed. <laughs> True, I guess. I don't know what a caborium is. I don't know what the caborium is either, but the Lord duplicated himself there. Right. So, I, And far be it for me to not think that he could or would do that, or it did happen. So right. I believe in all kind of crazy stuff like that. Mm-hmm. So. I was about, if it happened, I mean, they got one over on us prots there. Sure, like, right. We've always had plenty at the potluck. <laughs> <laughs> and I don't do. Uh, I, I don't know about Catholic mass. Do they do a wafer? You know, like a. You know, we use those little tic tac things most right. of the time, which are not good. You know, <laughs> well, like, I think we should honor our Lord and maybe butter them up or something. I don't know. <laughs> yeah. Uh, I, I know they. I don't know now. Again, my being a Protestant and a sure. Protestant most of my life. Right. I know some about Catholicism, but I'm certainly not the expert that right. Jacqueline or Squirrel would be. You have went to Bible college. Though. I did. I did do a couple of years in Bible college yeah. in the clink, as it were. <laughs> and I believe that they have the Eucharist, right? Which is is like they're like you're talking like little wafers or whatever. I, I don't know where those come from. They got to be like made in a factory somewhere. Yeah, there's got to be probably the Vatican, mate. The, the Vatican bakery, <laughs> maybe. But now, like according to Catholic doctrine, is when the priest says the prayer, right? And you know when he uh, he says when he's doing the prayer and he says in Latin, "This is my body," right? It is my understanding that it is Catholic doctrine that at that point it physically transforms into the body of Christ, right? Do you think there could have been a delay in the prayer? You know, <laughs> like maybe God was handling whatever the war in Ukraine right. when he was like, this is my body. And then like 10 minutes later, he was like, oh, I meant I was going to get to that. <laughs> <laughs> and then there becomes more there. I don't know. I don't know how that works. Yeah. So. But anyways, it's pretty awesome. I they guess. had they had some host and then they had the most. Yeah. The <laughs> The hostess with the mostess. Yeah. Yeah. That's awesome, though. Mm-hmm. Big. You ever witnessed a miracle? 
I've had three children born. Yeah, I mean, I mean that's a miracle. We all say yes, it, it is. is a miracle. It's a miracle. Don't debate me on this. <laughs> but what about like something for real, One inexplicable? Time I was sitting on the doghouse uh, <laughs> at my house in Fayette. <laughs> yeah. I, I was probably eight. I already love the story. <laughs> I was already eight or nine years old. I had a a pocket knife that my grandfather had given me that was, uh, you know, like an heirloom. I knew mm-hmm. it was important, and I shouldn't have been playing with it. I was sitting on the doghouse whittling, and I dropped the knife, and I couldn't find it anywhere. <laughs> yeah. And I looked. I've moved every leaf in that dog pen. It was not anywhere. And I prayed about it, and the Lord told me to go get a nail and sit in the same spot and drop it. And I dropped it and landed right by the pocket knife. I That's pretty it. cool. Yeah, I don't know that the Lord didn't audibly tell me that. I'm not, but you just yeah, felt I'm not it. A, a heretic or anything. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, I felt the presence of the Lord <laughs> led me to do that. That's the closest I've seen to a miracle outside of my kids, right. and one of them still being alive today. So yeah. yeah. All right. What about you? Um, well, <laughs> it it sounds so silly, but uh my mom my whole life, who I love my mom, but you know, she's like all of us do, she's made some questionable decisions. Sure. That happens. You know, maybe is not the most devout church attender. Yeah. You know, she doesn't have the, the perfect attendance like some people right. do. Not an attendance requirement to get into heaven. It's not. But still important. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I mean, just for your overall growth. But my whole life, it's like something would happen and she would pray about it and it's like it would just immediately get fixed. Oh, no. Nice. You know, like yeah. one time, <laughs> it sounds so silly to say this, but uh, my stepdad, I believe it was my second stepdad. She's been married several times. <laughs> He was uh he was changing he was doing some engine work and there was like a, a a nut that was like rusted in in place and we couldn't get it to loosen and we actually busted four ratchets wow trying to get this nut off this bolt and she started praying cuz we were down to our last ratchet which was a pathetic ratchet mind you yeah and then like we had been struggling with it for like probably 40 minutes and then she just started like praying audibly like she was on TBN or something. Yeah. <laughs> and then it just immediately popped off. And, huh. you know, look, it was probably not the Lord loosening the snow for us. But then there's this other time, like we broke down on the side of the road and we were in the middle of nowhere. And she just immediately like bows her head and starts praying. And this old man just shows up. up out of nowhere. And there he's like, go. hey, you guys having car trouble? Y'all huh. need to ride somewhere? This is before cell phones. Sure. And it's just. It's just been little stuff like that constantly. Yeah. And I'm, I'm like, man. I mean, I believe my mom has a direct line to the Lord. <laughs> yeah. You know? Yeah. I know it doesn't work this way, but I feel like I have to go through the switchboard. You know? Like, <laughs> like God's like, look, John, I see how you live your life. You know, <laughs> you're still important to me, but your mom's actually asking me for something and she lives the life that someone should live. So. I had a youth minister tell me that sin in your life was like static in the con- heard, in your I, connection to God. I've had that same thing. I've <laughs> heard that same sermon. And that's why my my prayer wheel is constantly buffering. <laughs> yeah, I think that's probably true. I do begin every prayer unless it's like you know, hey, dismisses from Sunday school prayer with, "I'm so sorry." <laughs> I am the worst. Yeah. I know I'm the worst. 
can't help myself. So good enough, Paul. Good enough for me. I don't know. I, I'm just that's just what how how I mm-hmm. am. So, anyways, I'm glad they had a miracle in the Catholic Church. Checkmate atheist. <laughs> how do you explain that? That's right. How do you explain that? <laughs> Unless it was the youth pastor Tim it's who like, just <laughs> dumped some more in there. It's like, uh, multiplying Eucharist, John's nail on the pocket knife. <laughs> That's right. Nut coming loose on the engine. Yeah. Broke down in the middle of nowhere. No. What more proof do you need? <laughs> yes, it's it's right. not like a man rose from the dead or anything. Take that, Richard Dawkins. <laughs> <laughs> Take that. Well, is it your turn? It's, it's your my turn. turn. Okay. All right. All right, John. Uh, are you familiar with... China and what their birth rate's like right now. I know it's all out of whack. Yeah, turns they out, were like, turns, we don't need any women. Turns out a one-child policy and all of society wanting to have males so yeah. that they'll have heirs right. was not good. Not good at all. <laughs> not good at all. And it's, now it's down to Chinese colleges are having to give students an extra week off to fall in love. Wow. To try to fix the birth rate. Do you think if you're like an ugly woman, say in America, just moving to China might turn it around for you? Yes. You know, you'd just be the most coveted woman. <laughs> so long thing. as you're attractive, attracted to Asian men. Yeah. Yes. I think that's that might that's be exactly a plan what you need. If, if you're out there. <laughs> yeah. Just, I'm just saying. You now, might, yeah, you, now you have to live under like communist yeah, rule. Sure. But you're going to be a queen. <laughs> you know, <laughs> you're going to get treated like a queen. Uh, nine vocational colleges in China want their students to go forth and find love during a week long spring break in April, or at the very least, get knocked up. <laughs> sure. <laughs> right. <laughs> just send them to Panama City. <laughs> Uh, the schools run by the Fan May Education Group announced on March 23rd that they're going they're going on break from April 1st to April 7th. I'm assuming this was an April Fool's Day prank. <laughs> I don't know, maybe. <laughs> and task students with enjoying themselves. The school implements the spring break system in the hope that students can learn to love nature, love life, and enjoy love. Said Lang Yui. I, I know I said that wrong. Nah, Deputy, I think that's right. <laughs> Deputy Dean for the Vocational College in a statement. Uh, walk out of campus and get in touch with nature and with your heart. Feel the beauty of spring, the, cool, the school said in its statement. The participating colleges are all vocational schools for jobs in the aviation industry, such as pilots, flight attendants, air traffic controllers, and airport security staff. The schools have been giving students and teachers a week off in the spring since 2019, but this year's theme, Enjoy the Blossoms, Go Fall in Love, places a special emphasis on romance. Oh, wow. The announcement comes amid a push in China to bolster rapidly declining birth rate and marriage rates. Local companies, provinces, and townships have been experimenting with ways to get people to tie the knot, like offering 30 days of marriage leave. We need that here in America. <laughs> yeah. Or launching campaigns asking city women to date rural older bachelors. <laughs> That's not creepy. <laughs> <laughs> Ling Ping, deputy dean of Sichuan. Ling Ping, deputy dean. Ling Ping, deputy dean of Sichuan Southwest Aviation Vocational College told China News Network that the school started its spring break program in response to feedback from students who asked for a fixed time 
to learn outside of campus, make new friends, and, quote, experience the beauty of love. Uh, are, are, is are all of them just kind of like beating around the bush on this? Like, yeah, it's like, hey, just we need y'all to go bang. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> right. Hey, let's, let's just let's get out here and open. We need y'all to bang. Students are still assigned homework. Well, okay, strike one. Yeah, I mean, come on. Come on, strike one. Maybe it's like we're they're hoping a study date turns into something more. <laughs> well, and they need to be clear about what the study is about. <laughs> We need y'all to bang. <laughs> We're sending y'all to a bang week. <laughs> what if they like paired them up and had them all do like uh, combined essays on like reproduction? <laughs> sure. <laughs> we need we need y'all to document <laughs> any research you do. But their tasks are to write travel diaries, pen reports on their own growth, and make handicrafts or film videos of their travels. Reported China Youth Daily the newspaper of the Communist Party's Youth League. We've decided to go on holiday to Lijiang for four or five days, then use the last two days to prepare for class. Yang Hanye, a student at the college, told China News Network. He's going to take two days of his seven to yeah. get ready for school. Like, after he takes his trip. Man. He may have, I mean, it's spring break. He may need to recover. It's like, on the one hand... We're all worried about, you know, competing with China and how China's going to overtake us. But, right. I mean, it's not going to be for long. I mean, China's just full of horny dudes. And that <laughs> is a problem. Like, for China. Well, it's for, and for us. It can be a problem for the world. <laughs> if they do not get a release, they can get real bad. <laughs> uh, Liu... Yi Zi, Ying Zi, another student, told the outlet that she was going to visit her grandparents and then take them to see flowers, and that she was giving a homework assignment to take photos of the elderly couple. Strike two. <laughs> <laughs> Some of the college's announcements went viral on Weibo, or China's version of Twitter. Satchuan Southwest Aviation Vocational College received nearly 130 million views in the two days after it was posted as per data seen by Insider. Well, Roland's going to go up, so that's pretty good on their part. Right, I can go here and get a week to go off with a lady? Yeah. Uh, well, I mean, it. I don't know what to tell you, China. It, I, it's a, I'm amazing, or I'm amazed with as smart as our Chinese friends are. That, that they couldn't do the math on They didn't that. see this coming, <laughs> you know? Like, oh, let's just make a bunch of dudes and then no ladies. Mm -hmm. And this is where it's going to die off. <laughs> yeah. I don't know. Hey, get this. The article ends. There's a catch. The colleges are holding makeup classes on weekends to make up for the lost time. Ah. Their goal, the school said, is to give students and teachers a concentrated time to rest. Yeah. So, yeah. Concentrated time to quote unquote rest. No half measures. Yeah. Do you want your students to go out and get pregnant or not? That's all we need to know. <laughs> yes. And if they do, send them to Panama City. Every girl in there will get knocked up. Come no. on with an STD. <laughs> It'll be fine. Yeah. It's like it's an American rite of passage. <laughs> you can't be offering makeup classes yeah. and assigning homework. No. If you want to fix your birth rate. No, you need to get down there in the pool at Club La Vila with a couple of <laughs> drinks in your hand and get knocked up. Come on. <laughs> I think Club La Vila has closed, by the way, which is fine. I was banned from there anyways. <laughs> Whatever. 
Uh, police sue rapper Afro Man for humiliation and loss of reputation after he used footage of home raid to make a new to make new music and videos. <laughs> so you're familiar with Afro Man? I am familiar with because I got high. Yeah, as I'm sure every single person listening to this is. Afro Man blew up. That song became huge. He was. I think he was based in like Hattiesburg, Mississippi or something. Okay. So he was bigger in the Southeast. I saw him back at like <laughs> 2000 one time at a bar on the strip. You know, Afro Man's cool. We're, we're big fans of Afro Man. He moved to Ohio now because. Dave who, Chappelle's in Ohio. Yeah. Who doesn't want to live in Ohio? <laughs> and uh, Ohio based rap artist Joseph Edgar Foreman known by the name Afro Man, is being sued by seven officers with the Adams County Sheriff's Department for using footage of their 2022 search on his home to make and promote new music. The officers accused Foreman's use of the images and likeness as a malicious act that tarnished their reputation and humiliated them according to a complaint. The lawsuit stems from the search of his home on August 21st, which was conducted with a lawfully issued search warrant, according to the complaint. Uh, a photo of the warrant, which is shared by local, a local Fox affiliate, but has not been independently verified, shows that the search was for evidence of marijuana and drug paraphernalia related to drug possession and trafficking, as well as kidnapping. <laughs> okay. At first, I was like, I can see the cops sitting around bored one night with nothing to do. And they're like, we need to... <laughs> Let's go, raid Afro Let's go Man. raid Afro Man. You know he's got some weed. We're going to just go out here and raid him. But the kidnapping thing seems a little alarming. Um, Foreman, known for his song, Because I Got High, was not at his home during the search, but his wife was present and recorded parts of the search on her phone. And he also has, uh, or he also had several security cameras that recorded the search. Following the raid, the seven members of law enforcement involved uh, say that Foreman used those video recordings to make music and a music video about the search. Uh, There were dozens of videos and images across numerous social media platforms, they say, that clearly portray their images and likenesses. They are suing him for the unauthorized use of individuals' persona, invasion of privacy by misappropriation, and invasion of privacy by... Uh, false light publicity, among other things. Does it say what the name of the video is? Uh, Lemon Pound Cake is one of them. Can we take a time? Yeah, out absolutely. Real quick I've seen it before. Watch this. Absolutely, video. we can. <laughs> I feel like that guy did it to himself. <laughs> yeah. I mean, that's, and of course, that's what Afro Man claims is I'm uh, in, in the article. He says, you know, uh, I'm a private citizen. Video footage is from my property. I'm a law abiding taxpaying citizen who is violated by criminals camouflaged by law enforcement. He said, uh, he said, we're waiting for public records request from Adams County that we still have not received. 
were planning to counter sue for unlawful raid, money being stolen, and for undeniable damage to this had on my client's family, career, and property. Or that's what his lawyer said. So, yeah. Um, yeah. I mean, I, I don't know. I don't know how all this works legally. Like, can you profit off of an image of somebody? That's not, they weren't in public, but they were on your property. Mm-hmm. So I don't know. Yeah. You know, I don't know how all that works. <laughs> I mean, it, it said it was seven officers. It really yeah. seemed like he was really just, and that was about that one guy. <laughs> just about that dude. Everybody on the internet, he said, called him Officer Pound Cake. <laughs> <laughs> that's hilarious Look, if i walk by a pound cake i would do a double take too <laughs> yeah. i 100 percent would <laughs> i got my pistol out i'm assessing threats but i'm not gonna ignore <laughs> a lemon pound cake sitting there yeah yeah so anyways i, I would be telling man afro wins. man hey i'll come on tour with you Oh yeah, <laughs> yeah. Like, oh yeah, like I'll be your, I'll be your sidekick. Yeah, <laughs> Officer Pound Cake and Afro Man. <laughs> like if I could set up a booth and maybe I don't know, sign autographs or sure. something. Yeah, yeah, sell a T-shirt. You, you promote me, I'll promote you. Yeah, let's make this into a money maker <laughs> for both of us, buddy. Yeah, I don't know that cops are cool like that. Yeah, <laughs> but not all of them. He didn't appear to be that way. He seemed like a guy that'd get real mad if you made fun of him. Right. And really wanted some pound cake. <laughs> <laughs> he wanted some pound cake. Nothing wrong with that. I like pound cake. I do too. It's uh one of my favorite cakes. <laughs> do you have a really do you have a favorite cake? Dude, I love cake. Yeah, me too. Just, man. You can look at me and tell I love cake. <laughs> I, <know>. <laughs> <laughs> I love chocolate cake. Yeah. Yeah, I like uh I'm a big fan of birthday cake. Okay. It don't even have to be like, I remember growing up, my mom, which she was, she loved to bake and she was like really into cakes. And she would always say, what kind of cake do you want? And I would always say, just a strawberry iced birthday cake. But she would always like take my suggestion and turn it into some kind of elaborate thing. Uh, Okay. Which I appreciate, but really I just wanted to ice. Yeah, you just wanted a birthday cake. Yeah, I didn't want like fresh cut strawberries and like, like strawberry shortcake. Delicious. Well, but uh, no, just just give me some icing. Let me tell you this little secret I figured out. You can go buy a birthday cake anytime. <laughs> it don't have to be anybody's birthday. They will even write whatever. Yeah, you know, I put a happy birthday John to it sometimes. <laughs> be you know, uh, in the middle of the summer. You so. know, it's funny you say that because the week before we left, I did just that. Yeah, like me and the boys, we went to the store and we just got a cake. Yeah. And the guy at the register was like, whose birthday is it? I said, <laughs> like, it's nobody's. Nobody. We just want some cake. We just want a birthday cake, buddy. <laughs> Get out of our business. That's what I would have said. Yeah. It's none of your business, random guy. What I'm going to do with this cake. You sell it to me. <laughs> That's right. No questions asked, man. <laughs> Well, let's talk about our friends at Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice. We want to thank them for their support. Check them out at CajunCurl.com, where you can order the spice right there on the website. That's CajunCurl.com. It was created on the Elm Bayou in Evangeline Parish, Louisiana, and it's a seasoning that goes on everything. If you like cooking or eating, this is a spice for you. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice goes well with chicken, beef, pork, potatoes, and anything else you can think of putting it on. Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice on it will change your life. On the website, CajunCurl.com, you can order the original Bayou Blended Spice, and you'll also find recipes that are absolutely mind-blowing. 
Uh, you can locate your nearest retailer or order your own. And if your local grocer doesn't carry world-famous Cajun Curl Bayou Blended Spice, ask them to start stocking it now. Here locally, it's available at Vowell's Fresh Market on Skyland Boulevard, South's Finest Meats, uh, Mark Smart in downtown Northport, and Piggly Wiggly and Lurling, on Lurling Wallace in Northport and down 69 South in Taylorville. All their products are made in the USA, so not only do you enjoy the taste of Cajun Curl, but you also feel patriotic while you enjoy your meal. In fact, if you eat something with Cajun Curl on it, you'll celebrate <laughs> like a liberal of a Trump getting arrested. <laughs> it's all natural, low salt. It has a little kick to it, but it doesn't burn your lips. World famous Cajun Curl by you blend the spice. Taste the spice, but not the heat. Check them out at CajunCurl.com and use our promo code EOP10 to get a 10% discount. Because we ask that you use the spice, but we don't ask to pay full price. That's right. All right, John, we say we go to the phones. Okay. We have a call. All right. It's been a bit. It's been, it's a, been a little weeks. bit. Hey, guys. Uh, it's Jacqueline. Um, calling from snowy, awful Canada. Um, just a quick one to let you know. Um, I haven't you know, I haven't been catching up in a while. I haven't been actually caught up on the show for a while. Uh, I've been in kind of a really bad, really dark place. So, uh, you know, thoughts and prayers and all that crap, if you believe in that. Um, but I just wanted to say, I have been having a really terrible, terrible week. And uh, I was just driving in my car listening to the most recent episode. I skipped over a few. And uh, it's been very sad. And, and all of a sudden, John, when, you know, I heard, I liked, I enjoyed the stories from Hawaii. Those were awesome. But then when John said, can we please stop Justin Bieber from dying on our Facebook feed? I think I laughed out loud for probably like a good three or four minutes. So I just want to thank you guys for that and let you know, you know, you guys are entertaining to people who are, who need entertainment. And I thank you for that. And I will talk to you later. Bye. Thank you so much for that, Jacqueline. Also, yeah. hate to hear that you've been going through a dark spell. Right. Uh, want you to know that uh, at some point, I think most all of us, even the happiest looking people at some point have probably been through a, a rough, dark time. And just it gets better. But glad that we could, uh, our crazy Southeastern brand of humor could lift your spirit somewhat. Credit to me, too. I think I fixed <laughs> Justin Bieber dying in the Facebook group. I think I did fix it. So credit to me. And uh, we'll wait till they figure out how to get around all the stuff I did to stop it. Right. I don't I don't No One's contacted me that like regularly posts in the Facebook group. Mm-hmm. I haven't been on social media a lot this week because I was busy doing other stuff. But uh, as and said anything like, hey, I try to post a story that would go through right so um hopefully we we've turned those folks away (laughs) hopefully they they can go to another group and tell everybody (laughs) justin bieber's dead or simon cowell sure simon had a rough run (laughs) he did yeah Uh, it's sylvester stallone he got caught in it man i mean at some point these people are going to be right yeah, right. You'll, but, you'll hit it one time. But as for now, that's not the case. Another new thing I've seen uh, that may or may not happen to us is like bots posting, say like uh, AL.com posts a story about someone dying in a wreck on Highway 43 mm-hmm. or something or WVUA, whoever. Then down in the comments, there'll be a bot that basically duplicates that story with a link. It'll be like breaking news: man dies in a, a accident on Highway 43. To, and you're like, "Well, I'm already on this news article here. Why would I click on your? I don't know. Right? What, I don't know what their end game is. Uh-huh. 
I just need, I had a conversation with a scammer this week. Like, look, tell me what you're doing. You know, like, how are you making money doing this? I want in on it. <laughs> I can help you be better. If you duplicate one of my friends, you know, Facebook, don't hit me with an inbox that doesn't sound like them. Right. You know, be casual. <laughs> hey, what's up, man? We just need to know yeah. what you're doing. You don't need to be like, hello, period. How are you? You know? <laughs> right. Uh, yeah. They get penny <laughs> Facebook. They duplicate it <laughs> once a week. I how love this penny. How many penny <laughs> I should probably use her name, but how many, <laughs> how many Miss Pennies do you have in your Facebook I have friends group? <laughs> I have one who messaged me not long ago, the one from this morning. <laughs> and it started out with, hello, how are you doing today? Miss Penny wouldn't say that. So I just asked her, what's the name of our church? <laughs> and usually they'll just block me after that. They're yeah. like, all right, this guy knows. But yeah. sometimes I'll entertain them. I like to talk to them if I got time. And I always get down to like, you could be so much better at this. You could trick somebody if you just did a moments of research mm-hmm. before you duplicate this person's page. Figure out what high school they went to. You know, everybody's answering them stupid quizzes. Get all that <laughs> stuff down. Create a spreadsheet. Be ready for some answers. Uh, well, what do you say we go to the questions? Oh, yeah. And now it's time for Ask John Questions About Stuff. It has been a minute, but I believe we have some questions. Okay. We like to ask John questions on this show. If you have any questions for John, you can head on over to our Discord server and link in the show notes. Our first question comes from Phil Zootsuit. It says, question for both. Why are buildings called buildings if they're already built? Because... They are buildings. <laughs> I don't know. It sounds better than builded. Yeah, right. Or builts. <laughs> Bilts. Let's go to the let's go down to the church builts. Yeah. Or the church built. I don't know. The Chrysler built. Yeah. Maybe because we start identifying while they're being built as buildings. Uh-huh. There are things that are built. Buildings. Do we have another name for a structure? I mean, I know there's like towers and things like yeah. that. There's houses, but I'm trying to think. Like, if you go downtown to the federal building, <laughs> yeah, what else like, would you call it? Do we have another word that we could know. use in place of that? They at one point we had a lot of halls, you know, like assembly halls and stuff. Mm-hmm. You know, Independence Hall. Hall, yeah, yeah, that's cool. So that could be something. Mm-hmm. But I think a hall. Has to have a big open space. Oh, that, really? I think that's how I envision a hall in my mind, like a convention hall or whatever. We should start calling them all honky tonks. <laughs> that's racist. <laughs> Golly, tiny. <laughs> racist. <laughs> Is it? Do you know about the plot of the white man? <laughs> <laughs> I thought it was okay to be racist against white people. <laughs> Only the Irish. <laughs> <laughs> Uh, next question comes from Nicole. If you could choose a trip to Hawaii for your whole family or front row tickets to an Alabama football national championship game, which would you take? I've already been to Hawaii. <laughs> <laughs> it's pretty easy one for me. I don't want front row tickets. Nicole doesn't know a lot about going to live sporting events, probably. Mm-hmm. You can't see from a front row. Right. So I may not take front 
Well, I if you get me in the stadium, I'll get somewhere I can see. Mm-hmm. So, yeah, national championship game. What if the championship game just so happened to be being played in Hawaii oh, that yeah. year? <laughs> it's not that bad. There we go. Yeah. <laughs> the two of old. <laughs> the two of old. <laughs> do they have, I mean, I know there's a there's a college in Hawaii, but do yeah. they have like a large arena, sporting arena in Hawaii anywhere? Not that I saw. Mm-hmm. They, they had a one. lot of baseball fields everywhere. Okay. Which I guess is from American GIs being there, you know, mm-hmm. and, and World War II and prior to it when baseball was huge. Also, I've heard, like, isn't baseball, like, really big in Japan? I know you said yes. last week or last time we were right. we were doing the podcast that there was a lot of Japanese people yeah. there. Baseball is huge in Japan. Okay. So, yeah, that might have something to do with it, too. Hmm. Do they have a MLB team? <laughs> no, they don't. They need one. It's tough to travel to Hawaii That's true. for a 162-game season. That's true. Yeah. You're going to have 80, 80 <laughs> away games you got to get to. It's a good point. Yeah. Maybe they could start like their own league among the, the, the Pacific Island yeah, nations. Yeah, the Samoan nations. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, there we go. I don't know. Did Samoa or like Tonga or anybody have a team in the World Baseball Classic that happened here recently? Mm-hmm. Do you even know about I, it? No, I don't. We lost <laughs> to Japan, I think. <laughs> uh, which I don't. Yeah, I didn't know it was happening until I turned it on ESPN, and then I was like, "I love the United States. Well, I'm going to root for this." And so I started following it. It was pretty cool. Yeah. Next question comes from Cash Money Oddity Thousandaire. Would you rather have everything go your way for a year or add a zero to your paycheck for six weeks? Everything go my way for a year. Oh, yeah. Yeah. Because huh. that means investments. Oh, that's a good point. Everything else. I'll make more <laughs> money than that. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. Everything go my way for a year. Uh, I guess when I read that, I was thinking like, your wife don't argue with you about every single dead thing you bring up. Well, my wife don't argue with me. Well, my wife just ignores me. Right. So, yeah, she doesn't argue with me. No, yeah, that would be I'm like... to the point, like, why do you even ask my opinion? <laughs> you, I know you're just going to take the opposite. True. Yeah. Uh, next question comes from Phil Suit Suit. No, it don't. He, he was actually... Answer. Uh, okay. okay. What was his answer? Same as mine. He said he would take a zero. Okay. And he's working as much overtime as possible. Which, ah, there you go. Ugh, sounds like a nightmare. I'm, uh, I would too, but man, that would be a year of he double hockey sticks. I'm salaried, so I don't know. <laughs> <laughs> Last question comes from Gander. Do you think if we asked the British and or Canadians nicely, they would burn Washington D.C. to the ground again? <laughs> <laughs> Maybe. I don't know. I mean, it's worth a shot. <laughs> we could just see. <laughs> we could see what happened. If Canada came and burned Washington, D.C. to the ground, do you think it would get the attention that January 6th got? <laughs> <laughs> Probably not. <laughs> if they had a dude with like a buffalo head on walking around us. <laughs> yes. Being led around the Capitol, apparently escorted think, by the law enforcement. I think their shaman would have a caribou. <laughs> Maybe so. Uh, yeah, like a Canadian Mountie hat. Yeah. You know, be cool. Yeah. Uh, I don't advocate violence against the United States government in any form, especially by a foreign nation. Right. I'll be getting, we're messed up, but don't be trying to get involved with us. <laughs> like January, that's our thing. Yeah, right. That's us. That's what we do. 
It's like, you know, like you and your brother could fist fight, but if somebody messes with you, you know, your brother, then you're going to you're going to be mm. mad at it. Yeah. You're like, you don't get in our 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 family business down here. <laughs> Let us be messed up on our own. Well, that'll do it for questions, but one thing we still have to do before this free show draws to a close is we have to thank our patrons. We thank each and every one of you so so much. We would like to thank by name those who donate at the 10 or above tier. And those people are Mr. Daniel Hedrick, Mr. James White, Ms. Angela Pinto, Ms. Sherry Heron, Mr. Chris Payne, Mr. Derek Reeves, Mr. Jane Updegraff, Ms. Jacqueline B., Mr. Shane White, Ms. Sharon Craig, Shiny Disco Balls, The Driver, Todd Glover, Tyler Bond, and Mr. Mike Wilcox, a.k.a. Yeah. McWill. We thank you all seriously so much for everything that you do. If you would like to become a patron, you can head on over to patreon.com slash earth oddity. We have tiers, but $5 tier is the earth oddity extended. That's like a show. Extra show. Extra show after this one. It's only five bucks. Only five bucks. Come on, man. Five bucks. It's not even worth anything anymore with inflation the way it is. Well, that ain't doing nothing for you. It's not doing anything for us. (laughs) Yes. So give it to us. (laughs) Let's just trade a little money for fun. Yeah. It's not prostitution. That's not what I'm talking about. Why are you so stingy? (laughs) (laughs) That felt racist. That's patreon.com slash earth oddity. Extend your oddity. Extend your oddity. (laughs) (laughs) Speaking of extensions, what we got coming up with the extension today? Okay. I am going to talk about a principal who sent Elon Musk $100,000. All right. (laughs) And uh, we're also going to use the extended show to talk about the Trump indictment and the circus surrounding it. Sure. That's happening now and will inevitably happen as yeah. it draws closer. Right. Right. Because they don't want him to win. <laughs> <laughs> you know, something tells me this could possibly, maybe, be a tad bit motivated by politics. <laughs> I mean, you think just a skosh, just a smidgen motivated <laughs> just, by it? Not much, just a yeah. little. Like, I'm not even a... I haven't followed a lot of politics here recently. Yeah. But even I was like, this seems like... <laughs> Politicians don't yeah. get in trouble. Like, didn't the FBI already look into this and go, ah, we're not going to do anything about it? And now we got some dude. All right, we'll save it all for the Patreon. We'll save it for the Let's Patreon. Save it for the Patreon. Uh, you got anything else? No, that's it. Other than I hope everybody has a wonderful week. Uh, you're all beautiful people who have value and meaning in the world and a purpose. Uh, so get out there and do it. Yeah. Yeah. You've been listening to Earth Oddity Podcast, and we thank you so much for listening to us, no matter where you get us, whether you get us from Apple Podcasts, Google Podcasts, iHeartRadio, Spotify, Stitcher, we're on them all. If you would like to write into the show, we are earthoddity at planetmail.net. If you would like to tweet at us, we are at underscore earthoddity on Twitter. We have some show art. You can check that out, underscore earthoddity on Instagram. I haven't been too good on that lately. That's <laughs> my bad. I went off the rails when I went to Hawaii. Sorry, guys. Hey, we're back. <laughs> we're, You're back from Hawaii. That's right. I'm back from the true tropical paradise Gulf Shores. <laughs> Vacation's over with. <laughs> yes. You went to the Redneck Riviera. It's Don't time. make it out like it's not a paradise. <laughs> it's time to get back to work. Yes. We have a brand new website. That's right. Check that out, earthoddity.net. Go look at it, because Shiny Disco Balls needs the clicks. (laughs) He does, and we do too. Yes. 
We have a Discord server link in the show notes, and we have a phone number that you can call or text. What's that phone number? That's 662-493-2059. We hope everybody out there has an excellent week. Earth ID for the Fringe Radio Network signing off. Love y'all. Bye. This has been a very odd production. Thanks for listening. All right, patrons, or as we call ourselves, Proud Boys. <laughs> We're here to talk about Trump. And him uh, going down on a porn star. Yes. No, wait. <laughs>